Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm so glad you're in the house of the Lord today. Come on, really act like you're, you're happy to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. Well, uh, we're starting a brand new series today, and I want to, uh, uh, first of all, I, I just, I want to let all of you know that, that our hearts go out to um, the Greenhouse family, uh, Mr. Greenhouse, who has ran our uh, arena down there for, since the beginning. He, uh, um, his wife, Belva, uh, went to be with the Lord on Friday afternoon. And so, uh, they were married in 1955. Isn't that something? What a, what a, man, what a model of marriage. What is that, 67 years, something like that? And so, uh, she went to be with the Lord, so uh, services will be here tomorrow at 1130. But our thoughts, our prayers go go to that family, and uh, we love them. Also, I want to, I just want you guys to pay attention my Aunt Donna is in church today. Come on. First week in November, she had an abscess uh, on her colon that burst and went septic through her body. And uh, she is a walking, talking miracle, healed of the Lord, and smiling. And uh, amen. I'm so, so thankful. She is definitely one of my heroes in life. Matthew chapter 6, if you have your Bible, we're not going very far from Matthew chapter 5, but uh, how many of y'all enjoyed the study on the Beatitudes? Praise God. Well, uh, we're not going to go very far, so we're on the Sermon on the Mount, and um, uh, the Lord really put this in my heart. In fact, I've heard this my whole life of when you, and we're going to look at this scripture in Matthew chapter 6, but it's, uh, Jesus talks about three when you's. He says, when you give... He says, when you pray and when you fast. He doesn't say it on the basis of if you give, if you pray, and if you fast. How many of y'all know he's saying when you give, he is saying, hey, you need to give, right? He's saying when you fast, when you pray, he's not asking for these things. He's believing that you're going to be someone who operates in these things. But also this last year as I studied this, I saw that Jesus was the model for each and every one of us. How many of y'all know Jesus gave? For, for one, we know this, that God gave his only begotten son to us. We also see in scripture, you can study it out in Acts chapter 10, that, that Jesus was a giver to us. How many of y'all know Jesus prayed? We also know from Matthew chapter 4 that Jesus fasted. But in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 3 and 4, go ahead and go there, and I'm going to skip around. I'm going to read verses 3 and 4, uh, verse 6. 17 and 18, and this is where we're coming from. It says, but when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gift in private, and your Father who sees everything will reward you. King James says secret. Uh, New King James actually says the secret place, which is really good there, and we'll get into that in the next couple weeks. But I'm reading now the New Living Testament. Verse 6, but when you pray... Are you seeing this? When you give, but when you pray, verse 6, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. But when you fast, everybody say fast. 
But when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face. Then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows that you do what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Uh, so today, normally I would go in order as scripture, kind of like I did with the Beatitudes, but uh, we declared a fast over the church on Friday. And so today I want to talk a little bit about fasting. Now, how many of y'all are uh, fasting with us? I just want to see a show of hands. In fact, praise God. Amen. I'm so thankful for you guys. And um, in fact, we didn't have donuts this morning. We might have people leave the church, but they'll come back when we have donuts. Amen. But uh, the goal of fasting is this, and, and I want to get into this text here because Jesus says, uh, when you fast, comb your hair, wash your face, uh, what all, do all of those things mean? He's basically saying this, you don't need to walk around like a monk, not shaved, right, with your hair all in a mess, and be like, what's wrong with this weirdo? Well, he's fasting, all right? How many of y'all know a fasting ought to be something that builds our faith and doesn't make us look like a clown? right? And I, I promise you it does in my life. But the goal of fasting is to draw near to God. Why do we fast? To draw near to God. Number two, eliminate distractions. How many of y'all know there's enough distractions in the world today? There's all kinds of things that pull our attention. Another thing that fasting does is it hits the reset button, especially at the beginning of the year, and it gets rid of all the cobwebs that we brought in from the past, right? And there's different times of Types of fasting, if you've been on in the morning, I've talked about those. There's a complete fast where you do nothing but, uh, where you drink nothing but water, maybe some juice. That's, um, I'm, I'm on a liquid fast. That's what I'm doing. And uh, shoeing horses, there's times where I get a little bit weak, and so I will drink some protein drinks. Um, but then there's a selective fast where you can do like the Daniel fast where you're not eating any meat. Now, first thing about a fast, this needs to be difficult for you. Have a, uh, have a level of, uh, uh, of, of a bit hard. Be like, I'm going to fast. I'm going to go from the tall boy Dr. Peppers down to the little bitty, you know, mini ones and drink 17 of them today, right? I made a comment on, uh, on uh, morning prayer the other day. It's like, you know what? I'm going to fast cigarettes. I'm going to go from Marlboro Reds to a menthol or something like that. Listen, that is not fasting, people. This ought to be something that's taken away from you. This ought to be something, a level of challenge in your life. There's another um, way we can fast is a partial fast. I've heard people are doing this. In fact, I know this about the Jews. There's a certain time throughout the day that they do not eat. Right, Pastor Robert? There's a certain time. And that, uh, <clears throat> maybe you do that. My parents right now, they're fasting. And they're fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. I promise you, that's hard. But I believe all of us ought to do this is a soul fast. We all should eliminate, eliminate the distractions of Facebook. Amen? Eliminate the distractions of uh, Instagram. Eliminate the distractions of TikTok. In fact, I went ahead and eliminated them. I deleted them completely off of my phone so I wouldn't go to them. But how many of y'all know we waste valuable time of our life on all of those things? How many of y'all know they make you better? That's a lie. They don't make you better. I mean, I'll believe that. I mean, there's some good stuff on there, and we can justify it all we want to, but for every one good video, there's 10 rotten ones, right? And so, 
uh, we all should have, we, I believe we all should be at a place of a soul fast, except for in the mornings. You get on there with, let's pray together and continue to study the word. But uh, the history of fasting goes all the way back to the Old Testament. In fact, as I, I read through last year, I saw where Ezra, as he was praying for his people, Nehemiah, as he was believing God for his country, that, that they went through a time of praying and fasting in the New Testament, all through the book of Acts. In fact, in the, um, at the church at Antioch, before the, uh, the elders and the leaders of the church ministered and laid hands on uh, the missionaries that were going out into the city, the Bible says that they prayed and they fasted. But... I, w- I want you to write these four things down. These are some values that, that, I, that the Lord, that I've seen over the years of fasting. It's probably been 10 years at the first of the year that, that I've been doing this faithfully. But uh, there's five values in fasting that show the, abide, the, the benefits of doing this practice. Number one, I have seen this. If you will see the value of self-discipline. How many of y'all know we all need self-discipline? The Bible tells us this in 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God. I'm telling you, y'all can see by my girlish figure that I love to eat. And I like it all. There is nothing that I do not like. I preached a message, uh, uh, hunger and thirst after righteousness. I had to leave there and go to Olive Garden and to Texas Roadhouse after the service. Because I love Italian, I love American, I love Japanese, Chinese, I like it all. I like German food, I like hot food, I enjoy food. But what happens during a time of fasting is I really have to focus. And self-discipline comes in play. I really have to focus. In fact, I was telling Gabe this morning, I don't know why I don't fast more, because I feel like I'm a better dad. I feel like I'm a better husband. You know why? Because I'm alert, because I am staying focused um, on what I'm not going to do, right? And so what it does is it, it, I mean, honestly, a telephone, y'all, is for, for texting and calling and maybe some emails. But I don't know about y'all, because of all the other distractions on my cell phone, it, I tend to be gravitated towards that rather than be a dad, rather than be a pastor, rather than be the husband God has called me to be. So I'm telling you, during a time of fasting, it creates a self-discipline. Those of you that's fasted, how many of y'all believe it creates a self-discipline in you? It does. To say no to some things. Lots of times believers, they may say no in the house of God, but when they leave here, they say yes to everything else. I'm telling you, it's outside of here that's going to make the difference in your life. Amen? So it creates a self-discipline. Number two, uh, you, you change from an attitude of I have to, to this is what I do. Lots of times in our Bible reading and prayer, what we, what, we, what we use that time for is this is what I have to do. Lots of times when I'm in a, in fact, last year I didn't do it, I'm doing it this year, but I get in a, ba- uh, a, a daily Bible reading plan, and if I'm not careful, that reading plan will come to a, I have to do this to check it off the list. How many of y'all are list checkers out there where you just check it off the list? Oh, I got to get this done. I got to get everything done. And I promise you during a time of fasting, I've noticed this, that I won't go from a I have to attitude to this is what I do. As a believer, I get up in the morning. I pray. I seek the Lord. I pray for my family. I get in the presence of God. I read the word of God. This is what I do. Are you hearing me this morning? Even Jesus, the son of God, 
tells us that in the mornings he got up and prayed. Here's the third thing. Uh, it gives you the ability to do without some things. Americans, how many of y'all believe we need to be without some things? How many of y'all know we're the blessed nation in the world? But I'm here to tell you this in, in Galatians 5 and verse 16. He said, walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How many of y'all know it's hard to walk in the spirit when you have everything right at the end of your finger, fingertips? When it's right there, it's accessible uh, all the time. How many of y'all know our kids need to see that ability to do without some things? Hello. How many of y'all know we're living in a world today of spooled, rotten brats? Can I get an amen out there? Me and Brandy, I mean, during Christmas time, she calls me the Scrooge. And I take, the, I take that title with pride. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Uncle Cody or the Grinch. It's why, you know why? It's because mamas, I'm going to talk to all of y'all out there. Maybe, you're, maybe daddies, you're in the same boat as well. You, you stress out during Christmas time on what to get your kids. You know why? Because they have everything in the world. Right? There was nothing wrong as a kid to get an orange and a sock inside of your stocking. I tell you what, the orange was good and I needed the socks. I had holes in them by Je December the 25th. And so, I'm telling you, it's good for our kids to be without. It's good for you to be without. I mean, you know, all the blessings you need are in him. Come on, all the blessings we need are in him. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. All right, here's number four. The enhancement of our appreciation of things. You know what it does? When I fast, I notice this. I appreciate things just a little bit more. I appreciate things. In fact, uh, I, it's amazing during those times of clarity... I'm telling you, like, it's amazing what food does to our body. It's amazing what food does to our brain, especially the bad foods. But all the bad foods are the good foods. Can I get an amen out there? But when, during a time of fasting, I just find myself more aware of, like, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Psalm 107, verse 1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. You know, in Philippians chapter 4, we all know verse 13, where it said, oh, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But listen to verse 12 in the Passion Translation, verse 12 and 13. I know what it means to lack, and I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. For I'm trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. So look at that. The enhancement of our appreciation for things, that even when things are wrong, God is still on the throne. I'm telling you, there's such a time of focus during prayer that you see that uh, during time of prayer and fasting, that's another thing. Don't fast if you're not going to pray. <laughs> you're just starving yourself to death if you're just going to fast for the joy of it. I promise you. Go to Ethiopia for that. You can stay right here. At, uh, but if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to fast, how many y'all know you need to pray and seek the Lord? And so 
I see that. Number one, we have the value of self-discipline. Number two, I ha- you go from the attitude of I have to to this is what I do. Number three, you have the ability to do without things. Number four, it's the enhancement of our appreciation of things. Another thing that I believe fasting does, how many of y'all know all throughout Scripture, the natural unlocks the supernatural? The natural unlocks the supernatural. It's the things that you do in the natural that unlocks the supernatural things of God to happen. I mean, you can look back all the way back to the story of Joseph Joseph in the book of Genesis. It was things that he did in the natural that put him in the place of leadership over the country. It was him in the natural learning the Egyptian coming from a Hebrew home, but learning the culture to, to, to do what God had called him to do. It was in the natural that Joshua marched around Jericho seven times. Now, did God have the ability to strike Jericho down and bring down those walls for them to take it over? Absolutely, yes. But here's the deal. God wanted to see a, a, a seed planted of faith in the natural for the supernatural to become forth. Another, another, I mean, Peter walking on water. He had to get out of the boat in order for the supernatural to take place. Um, the boy with five loaves and two fish. How many of y'all know he had to bring the five loaves and two fish for God to multiply it and feed the multitude of people? All throughout Scripture, God shows us that when we do things in the natural, God opens the doors of the supernatural. And when you do the natural thing of fasting, the supernatural takes place. How many of y'all want the supernatural in 2022? Come on, I'm going to ask it again. How many of y'all want the supernatural in 2022? All right? Jesus was the example. Remember, we're talking about when he, you, he said when you fast, but Jesus, he fasted. In Matthew chapter 4, the Bible tells us in verse 2 that when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, uh, that he hungered. How many of y'all know 40 days? That's a long time without food. He just had water. And the, the, the way the story goes is he is led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days, I know this is a spiritual thing to fast. If the Spirit of God led the Son of God into the wilderness and he fasted 40 days, how many of y'all know this is a spiritual thing? And so three times the, the enemy comes a, into his ear. In fact, you know how hungry you'd be after 40 days? He said, if you're really the son of God, command one of these rocks to become uh, bread. I'll tell you, after 40 days of not eating, everything would look like bread. How I many of y'all know you'd be seeing things just a little bit differently? And so Jesus comes back with the word of God. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. In fact, all three things, Hebrew tells us this, that Jesus was tempted in all three ways man is. The lust of the eyes, the lust, the flesh, wait, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes, and the lust of the flesh. He was tempted in all three ways. How many of y'all know, have y'all heard this before, and I said this in morning prayer the other day. How many of y'all know with new levels comes new devils? How many of y'all could attest to that? With new levels come new devils. Yep, when you own the business... There's new devils, is there not? When you're just the peon inside the work or, or inside the job, it's like you don't deal with the things that all the, all the things that the boss does. Even in a walk with Christ, when you go to new levels, you're going to have new challenges. And so with new levels, as Jesus is doing right here, how many of y'all know the devil is coming in like a flood, seeking whom he may devour, right? 
With new levels comes new devils. But you know what I'm declaring over you in 2022? I'm declaring that with new levels comes new angels. Come on, who's with me this morning? That with new levels comes new angels. Because I want you to think about that. My uncle over here, Uncle Van, he's sergeant major in the uh, military. 20, how many years? 23 years. How many of y'all know at the level that he was in the Army, United States Army? Come on, give him a hand for 23 years in the Army. Isn't that awesome? How many of y'all know when he's at that level, how many of y'all know he is going to be surrounded by warriors? When you're the warrior, uh, when, when you're the peon or the private, you're not going to have people surrounding you like the level of a sergeant major is. Are you seeing what I'm saying? We might talk about new, new levels, new devils, but I'm talking about when I'm going to new levels of faith, I believe that angels are encompassing me. Are you getting it this morning? When I'm getting to the sergeant major level of faith, I'm telling you, I believe that God surrounds me. If God be for me, then who in the world can be against me? I know there's more devils out there, but I believe there is more angels. Keep me in all my ways that no evil befalls me and no weapon for and against me shall prosper. Well, pastor, we're fasting right now. Why 10 days? I'm going to ask you this. Why 21? Because <laughs> I've done it. Bless the Lord. It's shorter than 21. And it's way shorter than 40. Amen. <laughs> now, if God calls me to do 21, I'll do it. I promise you I've done it before. I've never done 40, but I have done 21 several, uh, several times. But where I got this was in Daniel chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, go to Daniel chapter 1, and this is where the preaching will begin. Are you ready? It's 949. I got some time. The Bible tells us this in Daniel chapter 1. If you've never read the story of Daniel, it's a great book because it's about four Hebrew boys that went against the culture of the way the world was directing them to go. They said, you got to think this way. you got to do these certain things. In fact, Daniel and, the, and these four Hebrew boys says that they were a eunuch, that uh, the king of Babylon made them a eunuch. How many of y'all know that's suffering for the kingdom of God? That's, if you don't know what that is, look it up later. Just not images. Praise the Lord. But in this particular text here, let me, let me go back to, uh, to uh, Deuteronomy. We read Deuteronomy 28, the blessings that will come over you when you heed the commandment of the Lord. In Deuteronomy 27, he talks about all the things which, which is heeding the commandment of the Lord. In Deuteronomy 27, he talks about the things that they must do in order to receive that blessing. Like number one is you shall not make any idols before you. How many of y'all know in America today we have all kinds of idols that are before us? Come on, who can say with confidence that there is idols even in your life? I, I, I'm telling you, we all have them, right? I see parents all the time, they make their kids their idols. They make that TV their idol. Uh, whatever it is, we have idols. He, number two, he said this, if you slaughter the innocent, America better wake up. He said, if you want to walk in blessing, you can't slaughter the innocent. I'm thankful maybe this Wednesday or, or next Sunday, there's, there's a group of ladies that are coming in asking for signatures, and I'm all for it, to make Emerald, Texas a sanctuary city. How many of y'all know there's a blessing in that? 
And people that have slaughtered the unborn, I'm telling you, he said there's a curse that comes upon you. He talks about bestiality. He talks about incest. He said, when you do that, you will have a curse that comes upon your life. And he said, this is what will happen. He says, nations will overtake you. This is the, this is the people of God. This is Israel. And he said, there will be nations that will come and get your sons and daughters. So Israel had messed up. They, they had idols before them. And we see in this particular text that Nebuchadnezzar, that, that the king of Babylon, that he grabs children out of Judah. These are men and women of God that he takes them out and, he, and they, they showcase these four Hebrew boys. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In fact, they have different names. We see in verse 6 here. Go ahead and go along with me. Now among these were the children of Judah. Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, unto whom the prince of the eunuchs gave names. For he gave unto Daniel the name Belteshazzar. Get this. Daniel's name in Judah meant God is my judge. But now when he comes to Babylon, because of the curse that is upon the nation, he gets the word Belteshazzar, and it means Bel protects my life. How many of y'all know that's a curse? It says, and Hananiah of Shadrach, and Mishael of Meshach, and Azariah of Abednego. So we got Daniel, or Belteshazzar, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Verse 9, now God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love with the prince of the eunuchs. And the prince of the eunuchs said unto Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who hath appointed your meat and your drink, for why should, why should he see your faces worse like liking than the children which are of your sort? Then shall you make me endanger my head to the king. Then said Daniel to Melzar, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pulse to eat, water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat, and as thou seest, deal with thy servants. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. Everybody say, ten days. And at the end of the ten days, their countenance appeared fair and fatter in flesh than all the children which did eat the portion of the king's meat. So what he would do as a king, as he stole these kids from Judah, he made them eunuchs and he would make them eat the particular meat right there inside of Babylon. And what he would do was showcase these children. When they would come see the king, he would showcase these children of what they learned and who they were. It was like showcasing himself. Are you getting what I'm saying this morning? So here is Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They come onto the scene, children of, uh, of Israel from the land of Judah. They come in and they see this snack bar, all right? This is what you're going to eat. And they come and, and I don't know what was there. I don't know if there was lobster. And uh, I'm sure there was pork chops there, probably. Because, you know, Jews can't eat, eat, eat pork. They can't eat shellfish. I'm sure that it was laid out delicacies. And he goes, wait a minute. I don't care if you've changed my name. I'm not eating this. You know, the, I just want us to think about this just for a second here. The world will always tell you what they have to offer 
is so good. But can I tell you, it's never as good as Jesus. Can I tell you, we're losing a generation today because the world is presenting the world bigger than what we're presenting the word inside the church. And so there, here's this table. But I don't know who Daniel, Meshach, Chadrach, and Abednego's daddy is, but I promise you that daddy did a good job. Because they said, you know what, I'm, I'm sure you're trying to fat me up. But you know what? This goes against what we do. You can change my name all you want to. You can call me all the names you want to. But I will not go against what God has called me to do. I'm not going to go where God's called me not to go. I'm not going to do what God has called me not to do. I'm going to stand in faith, and you can kill me if you want to, but I'm not doing it. How many of y'all know in 2022 we need more believers that are going to stand up for the truth of the Word of God? Say, no matter how good it looks, how many of y'all know the world has made sin look really good, right? But no matter how good it looks, I'm saying, no, I'm not doing it. Jesus gives me bigger. Jesus gives me better. Amen? He builds my faith. He encouraged me. He, he, he makes me a better person. So Daniel purposed inside of his heart. You know, I, I believe this is what happened. Daniel walked in there and said, no, I'm not doing it. How many of y'all know fear is contagious, but so is courage? And so he walked in, and Daniel says, no, I'm not doing it. Meshach said, I'm not either. Shadrach goes, I'm not either. Bendigo came in and said, oh, I'm not either. <laughs> How many of y'all know it's contagious when you get around courageous people? How many of y'all know it's courageous when you get, uh, contagious when you get around courageous people? Fear does the same thing. When you get around afraid of fearful people, I'm telling you, you get more afraid. But when you get around courageous people, you get more courage built up on the inside of you. And so he purposed in his heart. You know why he was able to do what he did? is because he purposed in his heart way before he even got there. You know what you've got to do right now with fasting? and praying, and coming into the new year, you need to purpose some things in your heart. Purpose in your heart. It's simply saying, I'm making the decision right now not to do that. You can't say to yourself, well, once I get to the party, I'm going to see. I'm going to try it out. Whether or not, I promise you, you're going to fail. You know, there's been people that's come up here that said, you know what, I want to quit smoking, or, or chewing, or drinking or whatever it is those people that come up here and purpose in their heart i don't care if fire comes down from heaven if you don't have a purpose in your heart you ain't gonna quit and i can say that with all confidence i've seen people come to the front with cigarettes with a man of god i'm talking a holy roller and that that person come up and they go out to the parking lot and they smoke I've seen it happen at camp meeting. People threw cigarettes and alcohol. The line at the Conoco was long to get Marlboro Reds. All they did was waste five bucks on the ground. What you've got to do is purpose in your heart. When somebody purposes in their heart, I'm telling you, no devil in hell can stop you from what you're supposed to do. Can I get an amen out there? You've got to purpose in your heart. What we see about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is that they had purpose in their heart before they even got to the country. 
And you know, there's some things this morning, whether you're fasting or not, I wanted to give you today of what I want us as believers to purpose in our heart going into 2022. Before we get to 2022, we're going to purpose in our heart. Number one, we're going to have a purpose to have a revival of the Bible inside of our home. Let's, have, let's purpose in our heart to have a revival of the Bible. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Joshua 1 and verse 8, he said, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. How many of y'all want to be successful in 2022? Nine of you. Let me talk to you. Let's be successful in 2022. And you know how we do that is living by the principles and teachings of the Word of God. Can I get an amen from the nine out there? All right. Are you paying attention this morning? He tells us in Psalm 1, he said, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, nor stand in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the what? The law of the Lord. And you shall meditate on it day and night. You be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth due fruit and due season. He says, Our leaf will not wither. And whatever we put our hand to shall and will prosper. I don't know about you. In 2022, whatever I put my hand to, whether it be parenting, being a husband, working, pastoring, I want to see success. You know that happens? By studying and believing the Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I'm telling you, the Word of God... You may not be perfect now. None of us are perfect. But you may have some big lumps on you you need cut off. I'm telling you, the Word of God will cut them off. Here's number two. Let's purpose, going into 2022, let's purpose to be a light in darkness. Let's purpose, hello, to be a light in darkness. Let's purpose to be a light at the ball game. Right? Let's purpose to be a light when you're shopping. Let's purpose to be a light at work, even around those reprobates. You know who I'm talking about. You might be the reprobate. It's time to start being a light, right? Hey, let's purpose to be a light inside of our homes. Come on, let's do some things this year that we've never done before inside of our families. Let's do some things. Let's gather around together in prayer. Let's not just at the dinner table say, rub-a-dub-dub, God bless the grub. Right? Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the one who eats the fastest eats the most. We're going to actually pray and thank God. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't eating be, what, be eating what we're eating. Like, really, let's be a light to our family. To every grandma, every grandpa, every aunt, every uncle, every mom, every dad. If you're not a light for your family, be a light for somebody else's. How many of y'all is believing for family members to come into the body of Christ? Amen? To be saved, to be set free. If you don't do it for your family, do it for somebody else that's believing God for a family to be restored in the name of Jesus. Right? Let's be a light. Let's be a light at uh, uh, the rodeo. Come on, let's be a... Y'all ready for this one? Thou saith the Lord. Let's be a light on social media. Come on, who am I talking to this morning? Oh, my Lord. 
Some of y'all need to wash y'all's mouth out with soap. All right? Hey, let's be a light in darkness. Let's be a light. Colossians 3.17 says this, let every activity of your lives, this is a passion translation, listen there, let every activity of your lives in every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus. Oh, man, you bring your steel toe boots. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done for you. Come on, if God has been good to you, lift your hand this morning. Then you ought to act like it. All right. Number three is this, purpose to be a voice. Purpose to be a voice. 2022, purpose to be a voice. Mark 11, 23, 24 says, He who says on this mountain, Be thou removed and be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he said, it shall be done. The first part of 23 says, Have the faith of God. Say unto this mountain. The reason that I'm saying this, and, and Pastor confirmed it in my office on Wednesday night, but I, I wrote this down, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. This one right here. Because I believe we're coming to a time more and more that they are trying to silence the believer. Are they not? You know, we as believers need to stand up and purpose in our heart just like Daniel did. We've got to make a purpose right now. You know what? You can call me everything you want to, but I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to throw in the towel because the word still works today, and I'm still going to walk by faith and not by sight. Come on, who's, who is a believer in here that's still going to stand for the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ? No matter what was brought our way. Besides all that, I hate to tell you guys, well, I love to tell you this. The Great Commission is still in effect today. To go into all the world and preach the gospel. All the world. That's right. Here's number four. Are you ready? John, if you want to go ahead and come and play. Purpose in your heart in January 2022 not to waver. Purpose not to waver. Come on, let's stand to our feet this morning. I'm coming to a close. Let's purpose in our heart not to waver. How many of y'all know it's easy to make it to about March or even make it to the end of the fast? Right? Then you got that friend that comes over, changes your mind. Or you got whatever. In fact, Pastor Brandy, she's going to kill me for telling you this. So Friday night, we started the fast. We started it uh, Friday morning. Or I did, I should say. And so that night, she goes, let's go to Jorge's. I said, okay, I'll go. I didn't say nothing. We sat down. I just ordered uh, a water. She goes, oh, you're fasting. I said, yeah, welcome to Arena Life Church. We've been talking about that. <laughs> Pastor Brandy. She goes, well, I'm going, I'm going to Oklahoma uh, in the morning with Addison for volleyball. I said, just because you cross straight state lines doesn't mean you get to fast. I mean, <laughs> she's not talking to me. Y'all pray for us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She goes, well, this just isn't a good time to fast. I said, when is? How many of y'all know that that's the whole point of fasting? That it takes your mind off this and back on him. 
that no matter what goes on, no matter who's in my life, no matter what, I've got a relationship with the Lord. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going to waver. No matter where I am, no matter what's going on, I'm not going to waver. Right? That's our little secret. See, it's not live this morning. She has no clue that I told you guys. But she starts when she gets back. So January, I will see the goodness of the Lord. In February, I will walk by faith and not by sight. In March, I will call upon the Lord, and he will answer me and show me great and mighty things which I do not know. In April, I will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon me. In May, God has a plan for my life, for I know the plan that I have for you, says the Lord, a future and a hope. In June, the blood of Jesus will still work in my life and in my body. In July, God will be filling me with hope. In August, the fear of the Lord will be the beginning of wisdom. In September, God's love and promises never fail. In October, I will walk in healing and in health. In November, God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In December, he will keep his angels charge over me and my family to keep me in all my ways. That no evil befall me and no weapon for and against me shall prosper. And it's not just, I just wrote that out. I'm just saying all of those are the promises of God that you will live by in 2022, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, and December. Come on, who's with me? I'm going to tithe in January. I'm going to tithe in February. I'm going to tithe in March. I'm going to tithe in April. I'm going to tithe the whole way through. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve God, number one. But I'm going to serve in January, February, March, April, May. I'm not going to burn out. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God in January, in February, in March. Just like Daniel purposed in his heart. Come on. Us as parents, us as believers, let's purpose in our heart today. I'm not going to waver. I'm not going back. I'm going ahead. This is a reset, right? Who's this for today? Come on, who's this for today? But the rest of the story is what? The king saw the difference. He said, all right, I'll let you fast for 10 days from all this stuff. And he comes back in, and he sees the boys that had fasted for 10 days, and he saw their countenance was stronger than the ones who ate it. You know, not looking at the health things of this, I just want to look at the point of this. The one who purposed in his heart did something inside the king. You know what the world is looking for? The world is looking for believers that are not wishy-washy. The world, the, the, the kings of this world, they're looking for people that's going to say, you know what? I'm going to live this same way on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. People that are purposing in their hearts. So what did he do? And this is what I believe in for America. If, if believers would just stay strong and fight the good fight of faith. What he did was he changed it for the whole nation. He said, all right. Ten days it is. 
these boys will get better if they do without these foods for 10 days. And he made it the rule for everybody else. You know what I'm believing God in 2022 is believers stand up as they speak out, as they don't waver. The people of this world will see and it will change the whole outlook of the way we do things. Is there an enemy that still comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Yes. But God still gives life and life more abundantly. Amen? So, let's do that. I hope you wrote those things down. Let's do that. Let's purpose in our heart. Let's purpose in our heart to have a revival in the Bible inside of our home. Let's purpose to be a light in darkness. Let's purpose to be a voice. Let's purpose not to waver. Who's ready to do it? Come on, who's ready to do it? Listen, if you're not fasting, I'm going to encourage you, start today. Start today. What God does is He feels. He doesn't force, but He feels. In fact, I'll tell you this. If Listen, don't fast if, you know, if you just got out of being sick or something like that. Be careful with your body. Don't, don't. Uh, don't, don't put yourself in a pickle there. There's lots of times people think, well, I'm fasting. Uh, it's okay. No, I've seen people actually get really sick from it. End up in the hospital and things like that. Like, if you're concerned about it, don't do it. But uh, one thing you can do is do without the distractions that are, that are hurting your soul, right? Facebook, Instagram, those things. It ought to be a level of challenge. And I believe we're going to new heights, new places. Who's with me this morning? God, we thank you. God, thank you, thank you, thank you for your word that's a lamp unto our feet and it's a light unto our path. God, I pray for these today, God. I pray that we're going to new levels. I pray for new levels. And as new levels, God, new angels. New angelic beings working in our behalf. So, Lord, I just thank you right now uh, for these. I pray that you give them strength for the course, that you encourage them, you build them up. I pray, Lord, that you give them stamina to keep fighting the good fight of faith. I pray, Lord, that they would have purpose in their heart today, not to waver to the left or to the right. But God, I, 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 I pray, God, I get, in, I get in faith with these right now of what they're believing God for. Maybe it's a loved one to come into the land of the living. Lord, I pray that you would show yourself evident to us during this time. In Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.